Hello, everybody. Welcome to our community, our mission. This is Barry Feeker, Executive Director of the Topeka Rescue Mission. Today is May the 19th. Why do I say that? Because we come every week to you, <laughs> and uh, we want you to know what day it is. Uh, actually, we want to know what day it is, too. So, um, yeah, just really... Uh, Really uh, excited uh, that uh, people are listening to our community, our mission. We appreciate it so much. And uh, we just uh, have been wanting to do updates about what's going on uh, on a more contemporary basis so you don't have to wait for our monthly newsletter. We try to capture as much as we can in the Topeka Rescue Mission newsletter that goes out once a month. But this is an opportunity for us to do updates um, as we go and uh, try to give you the latest. We've been doing a lot of updates lately about coronavirus and Everything that uh, that uh, has been so changing and unfolding and uh, just kind of mind-boggling. Today, um, we want to uh, maybe throw a few updates in, but really something that happened to you this morning, Miriam. I've got Marion Crable here. She's the Director of Supportive Services. Kim Turley, who's the Director of our Volunteers Events and the Media. Hello. And so how do you do all that, Kim? Three things. Three things. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you don't know. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. So, um, and it really doesn't describe what you do, Miriam, uh, Director of Support Services. Yeah. What yeah, does that, that even we, mean? We don't go there, right? No, we do so, not. But you know, one of the things that we, we do here also is that we try to, for the listeners as well as ourselves, we try to reflect on some things that are really important. You know, what are those messages? What are the God moments that we're seeing? And so as far as an update related to COVID, um, there's just a lot of uh, things that we're continuing to do. Just in brief, uh, praise God, we still have not had a positive coronavirus uh, here at the mission. We've got our isolation room. We've got our quarantine rooms. We have our masks on. We are working with everybody around the world, it seems like. Uh, except who, uh, World Health Organization. We're not working with them, but we're working with CDC and everybody else to try to make sure we understand what's happening yeah. here. But just uh, just kind of this morning, Miriam, you were relating about a situation that really brought tears to your eyes. You want to talk to us about that? You know, it's so amazing when all of a sudden God just kind of pricks your heart. And this morning I was driving into work and I was somewhere right close to 10th in Kansas. And um, I noticed on the sidewalk there was a, a gentleman walking who was obviously blind um, and, and had some other things going on in terms of physical disabilities, but he had his walking stick. Mm-hmm. But I was just so touched um, by watching him and thinking how precious it is um, that, number one, that we have sight, but number two, that we have Jesus to be our walking stick, right, to be this guide. As he was traversing this this pathway, it was just like he was just tentative, and his, his walking stick was in front of him, and he was tapping along the sidewalk, and he tapped up against some orange cones, and I just thought, you know, what in the world would we do right now in all of this without having Jesus as our walking stick? You know, that thing that we can hold on to so tightly, and hopefully we're holding on so tightly and trusting that he will guide us over um, crevices and against caution cones and down curbs and uh, just always be there to not let us fall, not let us fall. But I w- it was a great reminder that we have to hold on tightly to him, mm-hmm. you know, that we have to make sure that we're not just trying to do this alone because in so many ways, my goodness, in so many meetings, we totally feel blind, right? Mm -hmm. We totally feel like we can't see the future. We can't necessarily look back and see what would help us get to the future, except that we have Christ. Mm -hmm. And if we just 
hang on and trust and listen for him and recognize those moments, right? Recognize those moments mm-hmm. when God is saying, you know, if you just pay attention, Miriam, <laughs> here I am, and, and I will do this for you. You know, um, is that brought the God awareness to you about the stick and, and Christ as being our, our stick that we can navigate through life in? What hit me about that, uh, your um, situation this morning where you saw the man, was the cones. Mm-hmm. You know, this man probably had figured out a path mm-hmm. uh, that he was used to. And, um, you know, in his disability, he was able to use the stick and his understanding of where the intersections were and all that. Right. And then somebody put some cones in the way. Yeah. How many of us feel like some cones have been put in the way oh. of our path? Yes. With, you know, life, you know, that just happens that we're going along and somebody gets cancer or somebody loses a job or somebody becomes homeless or you name it. And then coronavirus hits the whole world. You talk about cones mm-hmm. that we're navigating through. And, and, and my thought about this man this morning is he hits the cones and he's probably going, what's that? Mm-hmm. He can't see it. Right. He uh, doesn't maybe understand it. Maybe, maybe he's been that path before and there's been cones, but maybe it was the first time this morning. Mm-hmm. You know, how many, how many of us feel like this is the first time that we've ever encountered some of the obstacles that we're facing today. All of us, (laughs) all of us pretty much feel today that there are cones in front of us and we can't see them. We can't see them. Our elected officials are working as hard as they can, our emergency responders, but the unfolding uncertainties of what is ahead of us all um, is just like the blind man with the right. cones. What do we do about that? Right. Yeah. I don't know. You know. And I was struck as we were kind of talking before we got started here. Something that Josh said, that concern of what are these cones protecting me from? Mm. Like what are on the other side of these cones? What are that? That to me was just really significant too in terms of the light. What in light of not being able to see? Mm-hmm. You know, not only it's what is the cone. But what is on the other side of the cone or what is in between these two cones? Like, what am I supposed to be avoiding? Mm. You know, how am I supposed to do that? So Josh really kind of got my mind going in a lot of different directions. And what do we do with that? You know, when we can't see and we don't necessarily even know which way to turn mm. to still be protected. Well, that's a good way to put it. You know, there, there's the cones today could be the face masks. It could be the six-foot separations, uh, those kind of things. And there's a great debate whether we should have to do all that, you know, uh, whether it's necessary. And I'm not going there because <laughs> I don't know the answer to that. You know, I've got friends on both sides of the coin, both in, in the medical arenas that are just um, saying dogmatic about we've got to do everything we can to keep social distancing and make, wear face masks and not come together. And I've got some friends in the medical community that are saying it's not necessary. Mm-hmm. I'm not a doctor. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people place cones and they're not necessary. Mm-hmm. They're just cones. They're just in the way. Mm-hmm. But the blind man doesn't know. Right. He doesn't know. And if he ignores the cones, mm-hmm. he is in a situation where he could be in grave danger. Right. Grave danger. Kim, you're a mo- young mom mm-hmm. and you have a young son. Yes, I do. You know, what's it like? Um, I know uh, Colton is how old now? Three. Three years old. Oh, fun. Oh, my goodness, and, yes. And you've got a, a new kitten. 
Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. A toddler, two cats, and a dog. We got oh, a house full. <laughs> wow. You guys aren't as smart as I thought you were. Um, <laughs> we, we question that every night. So, <laughs> Been there, done that. Yeah. I understand I it. <laughs> Believe me. So I know you and Josh just, you know, faithfully serve the Lord. You guys have grown up in Christian homes. You've been serving and raising a family. You guys had certain plans that were going along in life. Uh, uh, a lot of things have changed, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Miriam and I, were, we're kind of down the river a little bit uh, as far as age. Um, Long in the tooth. But we're not at the end of the river. No, we are not. <laughs> as far as we know. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know, we, we never had anything like this happen in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, what's it like to be a young family and have all these hopes and dreams for your son and your cat and your dogs and <laughs> and those kind of things and be in ministry or, or whatever. What's it, what's it feel like? What have you and Josh been talking about? Honestly, I mean, nothing is really in our minds. Nothing's like off the table. Nothing's been too skewed. I mean, we've been coming to work every day. Colton's still going to daycare. Um, it's funny talking to our life group because a lot of them have been working from home. So like their lives have been turned upside down. They have elementary age kids and mm. stuff. And so they're homeschooling now. Kids don't get to see. And you know how kids interaction and stuff. Colton's still getting that. Um, I think the only thing that's been the biggest thing is we used to get out and about more just because you got a three-year-old, you got to get out of the house pretty quickly. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's bored. Um, so we're getting out a lot more. Um, this last weekend we went to the farmer's market and one other place I think it was mainly the farmer's market. And that was the first time Colton's really been out in public, like where there's a bunch of other people. And like about halfway through, he's like, mommy, hold me. And we're like, okay. So I picked him up and he was seeing face mask. And that's Mm -hmm. a thing. And that's something he's never seen before. And for me as a mom, I was kind of like, I kind of want to shelter him this. I don't want him to like skew his mind. Like I want him to view this as a really scary time. Cause it's, I mean, it can be, but in the same sense though, we're just while walking through this together. Um, and so that's what I was talking to Josh. He's like, what's going on? I was like, I think that he's seen these face masks and it's really scaring him just cause he's not seeing people's faces. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. And, and a toddler is learning right now. They're oh learning um, how to um, evaluate how they feel about their world. Yeah. And they were seeing faces and now they come back out and they're seeing masks on. That would be scary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hadn't thought about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it makes me think of the kids that are staying here at the mission. Oops, sorry, hit the table too hard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the kids staying here at the mission, we have about 24 kids and their lives got flipped upside down in a matter of a day, mm-hmm. like where we started mandatory face mask here. And so everywhere they look, they're seeing face masks unless they're in their rooms. Like, I can't imagine like what's going on in their brains, mm-hmm. like thinking and then remembering back this time, like you have those moments in time as your kid, you think back to and remembering back to that time, like wonder what it's going to be like, what they're going to think of as this time. Like, oh, that's just the time we had to wear face masks. So right. I don't know. Well, and I think you bring up such a good point and how much we depend on seeing other people's faces yep. to know whether we're safe or not, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? So are they smiling? Are they mad? Are they not paying attention? Are they paying attention? Yep. And as adults, we can read eyes. We mm-hmm. can kind of assume what's behind the mask. Little kids really couldn't do that. Yeah. And especially kids here at the homeless shelter that don't necessarily have a lot of stability anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, they're looking for those familiar things. Yeah. We, we look at people's expressions for emotional security mm-hmm. um, as well. If a smile is there or a frown is there or whatever, 
And oftentimes we, uh, at the rescue mission, we have talked about the importance of smiling at people. Yeah. You may not have time to talk to him, but a smile, but you can't do that right now. And I know that um, around the mission or in the community where I'm at, I go to the grocery store, um, there is not a, just a social distancing. There's an emotional distancing mm, going yes. on. And it's almost like, at least it feels this way, um, that when you're going down an aisle at the store, that you're trying to keep apart from each other, and you're almost not looking at each other now. Exactly. It's almost like while somebody's doing the green bean looking, mm-hmm. you're looking the other way, kind of waiting for them to get done because you're almost afraid to look at them or they're afraid to look at you that there's going to be something bad happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are the, those are the cones right. that are yep. in our path right now. And right. how do we navigate through that? And right. they're not easy answers because the blind man that you saw this morning, mm-hmm. still blind, mm-hmm. and he's got to try to get somewhere, mm-hmm. but he's got to try to overcome right. his blindness, mm-hmm. which will not be taken from him unless God heals him. Mm-hmm. And then the cones aren't going away, right? at least for now. Correct. Someday probably he's thinking, man, I'll be glad when these cones are gone so I can get from here to there where I want to go. Right. But until then, he's got the stick. Mm-hmm. Like you said, right. the guide, right? the guide. You know, some of you are listening today, know the guide. Um, that is the Lord, and um, he is real to you. And uh, some of you aren't so sure about that. Um, and I would say that maybe a cone in your way has been another person who professes that they know the guide, but they really don't. In other words, you've been hurt by somebody that says they're a Christian. We get that. And... You know, some of us uh, maybe have been guilty of that. Some of us may have said things or done things that we didn't know what we were going to do. And some people just use the God thing for power mm-hmm. in a trip. That doesn't mean he's not real. That doesn't mean that he is not loving. That does not mean that he is wanting to hurt you. He is real. Mm-hmm. And just like the blind man, he has come to understand the value of his walking stick. Right. And it's really saving his life. And and, and it could be that at one time he was sitting around in his darkness and feeling sorry for himself and feeling like he could never go anywhere again, but he decided that that wasn't okay, and so he's got to trust. Mm-hmm. He's got to trust the stick to be able to get from where he is today to where he needs to go. And all of us today, those of us who have found the stick, Jesus, are the ones who are grateful but understand we're not the stick. He is. Mm-hmm. We're not the ones who can figure this out. We're not the ones who are going to get us safely where we need to go, whatever the obstacle is in life. Mm-hmm. But we still need to go. We still need to get from here to there. You may be in a situation in your home right now um, to where you are out of money. You are maybe getting close to out of food. You may be in a situation where there's a major health issue could be coronavirus, could be anything else. Could be that your marriage is falling apart. Could be that you're a senior graduating from high school this year via Zoom. <laughs> and maybe you're an all-star athlete and you don't know if you'll ever get to play again because you just don't know. And this can cause all kinds of negative responses in us mm-hmm. and all kinds of hopelessness and that's just what can breed the opportunity for us to make some really bad decisions. Just like the blind man could have said, I'm not going to pay attention to these cones. I'm going to step out wherever I want to go. And he made a bad decision. It could be very devastating. 
Or he could say, I'm not going anywhere. I'm just going to stay put. Mm-hmm. God's got a plan for you. Mm-hmm. Got a plan for the blind man. He helped somebody come along and help him to understand the value of the stick. And so as you are listening today, um, we would just want to use this opportunity, Miriam, that you saw today <laughs> to say there is great, great value in the guide. Mm-hmm. And the guide is Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit of God, to be able to help us, to navigate us through where we need to go. Before we close here today, uh, let's bring it back to the rescue mission. Um, how do people feel coming in here with uncertainties of life? They're kind of blind and where to go with life. What is what is the value? Or what have you have you seen about how much they need our volunteers, the support of the community, and the mission to be here? I mean. I'm blown away when our guests come in here, how thankful they are. How many times when I talk to them, they just say thank you for everything. Obviously, I mean, they're going through the hardest point in their lives, or I mean, maybe one of the hardest point. Everyone has highs and lows in life. Um, But they're, I mean, they look to us for support. They look to us for encouraging words. Um, And our volunteers and our staff we do our best, and obviously right now during this time, it's a little bit harder because you can't show the compassion like you talked about through faces or touch even. Um, so it's a, it's a little bit more challenging right now, but, I mean, we're still here every day. We're essential, um, just like God's essential to our life. We're essential right now in this time and place for these guests that are staying with us. So, And they, they just need us. Yeah. And I think we... Equally as much need them exactly because it still is giving us purpose as well to recognize there are folks that really depend on us to um, be a shining light in, as Kim said, a really dark time for them. And so we have this incredible opportunity, Mm -hmm. incredible opportunity. And so I would suggest that as we've talked about the stick being Jesus Christ as the guide, that you who are listening, those of us who are sitting around the table, our representation of the stick. Mm-hmm. And to some people, we are the stick. Right. We are the guide. Mm-hmm. We are those people that God has called along. Jesus said, if you love me and keep my commandments, I will be in you and you will be in me. That's a pretty close, close relationship. Mm-hmm. And he has said, if you have seen me, you've seen the Father. And I get that picture of um, there's a Kim, there's a Miriam, there's a, a guest at the mission, there's a Barry, there's a whoever you are right now. And when you turn to the guide, Jesus Christ, and you say, Lord, I need help. I need direction right now. He turns over to the Father and says, hey, Dad, guess what? Mm-hmm. Susie, Billy, George, Sally, they need you right now. And our God is a loving God. He says, I love the whole world. Mm-hmm. And so we need the Lord. Our homeless folks need the Lord. The hungry need the Lord. And we might suggest if you don't know him, you can trust him. Thank you for being a part of our community, our mission here on May 19th, 2020. If you would like more information on the Topeka Rescue Mission, you, you can go to our website at trmonline.org. If you want to help us out uh, with all, any of our needs, there's a needs list there. You can also give by pushing the give button. If you have a cell phone or a device and you'd like to give that way, you can go to TRM Give to 77977. Type TRM, give to 77977. God bless you, and may the Lord guide you through the cones of your life today.